0: What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another Inside the Mind podcast. Joined with me today, very very special episode, first time ever, which we're all in the same room. Our two coaches, Ibrahim anzari and Abdu. I won't say his second name, just in case I don't pronounce it. How are you guys?
1: Honestly, doing fantastic. Yeah, very well.
0: Yeah. Voice has
2: gone from yesterday, but we're, we're trying hard. <laughs> yeah,
0: so, a bit of context: we had the end of year event yesterday, so our voice is a little bit tired. You understand why, but we've really wanted to take this opportunity just to explain lots of things about the industry i think you're going to really enjoy all the topics that we talk about take value from it wherever you are in this space whatever strategy you're trading you need to pay attention to these details what i'm going to do is start off with really your guys's story abdu maybe you've been on podcasts before they've seen you you've been to events Abdu, this is your first time at an actual year event how was last night anyway
1: it was incredible like it uh honestly speaking to everyone it was funny because i think people didn't realize that i meant like even yourselves yesterday for the first time and they're like you know like how's it been whatever i was like you know how, how are you finding meeting people and i was like no i'm meeting everyone today for the first time you know but it, it's incredibly surreal and the energy and the atmosphere and seeing it like I was I was saying this to people I was like I'm so lucky that this was my first event Mm -hmm. you know because I understand in 2019 the other one looked incredible and everything but people weren't yet trading funded capital people weren't yet scaling up so it was it was a concept in that way Mm -hmm. whereas I was speaking to tons of people they're like what you taught me here let me to get this funded account and get this payout and I'm just like what you know like you know it but until you actually see it and, and you'd see pictures of the way they've upgraded their homes helped out their families and you know their mothers and fathers and stuff it was just incredibly humbling i i was i haven't even processed it yet if i'm being honest i think on the ride home but yeah on, i'm gonna on like the ride, on the plane sorry, the, <laughs> yeah seriously but like on, on the plane home tomorrow i'll just be like what just happened yeah you know? yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah yeah it's gonna be incredible for, the, for those that don't know your story might be listening to you for the first mm-hmm. time if you used to just give us a couple of minutes as to how long you've been trading they know you're a coach but mm-hmm. what's been your journey like so far up until this point
1: yeah so for those that don't know uh i found out i say i found out i bought like my trading view annual the other day because it was black friday you just get it right and i just see it was like seven years now and it, and it caught me off guard i was like whoa seven years of that and i actually had e-signal before it so i guess it's like eight years or whatever mm-hmm. I, I don't really count that year but so it's about seven to eight years now i do come from a more gaming background you know, and I've, I've had that um, logistical side of things of just both playing on the esports side of things as well as other games such as RuneScape. People know it, but more particularly because on it, there was a way to like end up creating money in the game, you know, with running these probabilistic systems. So to me, it was something I started at such a young age, um, completely coincidental being honest, just playing the game because it's what you did as an only child. And then... You would do that and realize, wait, you can make money online. And then, funny enough, it was like it wasn't really entrepreneurship that I was like, oh, you know, I gotta, I gotta do this and create a company. I was just, I just wanted to stay home and continue playing games, you know. And then we found a way to make incomes like through probabilities were. So it was, it was different games throughout the game. So you'd you'd have like um, you could plant a, a seed in the game, and it would grow one a flower, and that flower would come out one of seven different colors. And then off that, we were able to create different games that had different odds. Mm. And I was so young at the time that I just. At first you would play it and you'd realize, wait, you have, for example, one of our main games at the time had like a 72% chance of winning, you know? And then when you would, you'd win a lot of the time at 72%, but then sometimes you would lose quite a bit. And it was like baffling. You're like, why am I losing so much? You just woke up to lose that day. And you would spend the whole day, you would start your day, right, you go into like, I guess in trading terms, you go into extreme drawdown and you would spend the whole day trying to get back to break even. And at the end of the day, you're celebrating, you're like, oh, I got back to break even, great day, you know, and you're Mm. genuinely happy that you got out of it. Now, in the moment, I didn't think much of it, but years later, when I realized I had cycled through every probability sequence you can think of. I had the days where you just win nonstop. Yeah. You know, I think my biggest win streak at the time on something like that, I think it was like 46. You know, and it actually, and it was so fascinating because you would observe how other people would react to you winning. You know, so you would tell like to, to get more people to better, or whatever, you'd be like, Hey, I've won 12 times in a row. You know, and they'd be like, Well, he's won 12 times in a row. He, mm. he can't win again for 13 and then 14, and then it will go right. And in that moment, that's why I actually understood the macro and the micro things. Because why were we saying that? We're saying, hey, I've won 12 times in a row. So from a law of large numbers perspective, yes, I'm going to probably lose again. But my last 12 rolls have nothing to do with my 13th. You know, the odds are not going to change. And that's the same thing. So actually, when I understood that, and like before I even came into trading, I actually knew these things, not consciously. When I came to trading, I wasn't offended by trade one to trade two. You know, I was like, if I lost something, I wasn't like, oh shit, I just lost three in a row. Okay, the market owes me one, it's going to give it back. I, I didn't think like that. So that is what it is. You yeah. understood that very quickly. Like right away. So funny enough, like when people talk about like the psychology of trading, it's not that I didn't need it. It's I had years of it prior. Mm-hmm. So when I came in, I was like, hey, I just need to understand the technical analysis. And I was like, once I can get that down, I know probability sequence. I know a lot of large numbers. I know how to not correlate those things because I've spent years, even with like the money side of things, I had seen the fluctuations. I'd already had the... um being reckless with money and doing the things. And I got really lucky that a lot of people around me made money quicker and then they spent it incorrectly. You know, they, they went down unfortunately like a drugs path or something of the sorts that really ended up causing them to lose all the money and everything. So it was one of those things that I got to learn so many lessons and I was able like, if you want to look at it from like an ASR point of view, I didn't have to like make those mistakes myself i just had the proof around me i was like dude you you messed up your life doing yes. that i'm not gonna do it you know yeah. so i wasn't i wasn't um, i didn't fall to the, like the shitty side of things and the allure in that way you know and just understanding the numbers i was like okay as long as i could get my technicals right because the difference is the other one's purely mechanical you know you roll a dice you can't you can't mess that up right it's like especially online it's not there's there's no hand trick or whatever but in ta i was like I got to know that my TA is good to justify the loss. Mm -hmm. So I actually knew that right away because I was like, okay, you take the loss, especially in your first year, maybe for a second year. And I was like, oh yeah, great trade. You know, I was like, how do I know it's a great trade? But I was like, once I knew I would pass that and get to the point where I've proven through like statistical data, understanding the strategy and all that, I was like, it's just a numbers game at that point, you know? So then going into any drawdown, which I don't know, like 2%, 3%, whatever at the time, you don't care. You're just like, you don't take offended. So I guess that's the very like, speed run on the probability side of things
0: well it's definitely helped you to get to where you are today to have that understanding i am so
1: grateful for it honestly it's one of the things where i've always wondered. i was like man if i never played those like that what would have happened you know and funny enough i was just we were talking about this and like i did have a phase on league of legends you know and it was hilarious because i was just addicted to the game like that's there was no there was nothing more to it right the community was so toxic that the second you made a mistake the enemy team would make fun of you and your four teammates would make fun of you right like people just want like on the spot they're like dude you're the worst human like I'll install the game and would say a lot worse things right and everyone was like that even if what the mistake you made was not your fault they would just effectively tell you like to end your life they're like just get out of here you know you're you're an ape you're whatever right so what would actually happen funny enough you would see people and then you would see this on the reddit side of things because the the sub I think has like 3 million people or whatever people would quit right but the other people that kind of made it to the top what happened to them they got extremely tough skin because they realized either the, you can spend time in the chat fighting with everyone to justify why you're not shit while the game's happening by the mm-hmm. way right it's not like it's paused mm. and you can just talk and converse and people you, you're expecting them to be logical with you, be like oh yeah i'm so sorry dude I, yeah. I should have, they're like dude no fuck you or like they're literally like just they don't care right yeah um and you realized you had to get better that was the only way you know and funny enough i was i was with some friends at the time like we also used to play so we had a team speak at the time which is like kind of like a skype for those who don't know it but like for groups or like a discord an early discord right mm-hmm. And um, it was funny because we'd all look up each other's rankings. So you knew if you lost, people were going to make fun of you. Your own mm-hmm. friends were going to make fun of you. And then if you avoided playing, they would notice it. They're like, oh, you haven't played in five days. Scared of losing, huh? Mm-hmm. So you had to get better. There was yeah. an, or quit, right? And then if you quit, they'll also make fun of you. So it's like it put you in the situation of like for your own ego, you have to win. Mm-hmm. And funny enough, it built such a tough skin that when I came into trading in the rough, I was like, dude, like, no, they're gonna gonna make fun. I was like, you gotta do this, you know? And funny enough, like, not a lot of people agree with this, but I held them accountable. I told them, I was like, hey, one day I'm actually gonna really kill it in trading. And the big part of it is because I just don't want to come back to them one day and say oh I, I couldn't do it yeah yeah funny enough like that to me was almost wanted much. to burn that bridge yeah, be like, yeah. but it that's has d- to i was like it that. has to work out and i was like it could take long it could be brutal it Could t- like it could cause a lot of suffering or whatever you want to call it but i was like oh yeah. not quick. i was like i'll come back and be like yeah, i told you so dude but well, yeah, you're you a know? coach now yes so <laughs> you've <laughs> done it it works out it works out
0: <laughs> nice maybe what about yourself i know people have heard your story so far but yeah if you just give just a really quick run through Yes, yeah, so trading, been six, trading
2: 6 years I started late 2016, actually December 2016. It's been 6 years this month. I'm not like I count, but um I started off uh when my cousin introduced it to me. So he was a senior he worked in senior trade support for a broker firm which uh, became liquidated like 2 months after. And um funnily enough now he filled all the orders for Saxo or Bank traders. So he's oh, really, really yeah, so he's really well connected. He works with like high clients and stuff and uh we caught up recently. It was nice, but he got me into it first and foremost late 2016 he told me he was a trader at the time but he wasn't and it just sparked a thought in me and i was like seven days eight days straight after that i was looking into what trading was i wasn't good at maths i failed it at college so i thought it was all a numbers game i was watching all these videos on youtube read a book and everything on it forex trading for beginners um i'd made my mind up on it and eight days later i put some money into an account and i blew it within two days but i, I just got hooked right i was like this is a, a cheat code if you like. And from a young age, because I already had an entrepreneurial mindset, I was like, this is my gateway to that, to make that a reality. And then I was just joining college at that point. So I didn't pay any attention in college whatsoever. All through my free periods, this is for a full year, my first college. It was trading, trading, trading consistently. And My maths teacher, funnily enough, he was, he was like a genius at maths, this guy, right? Like abnormally good. He caught, my, caught me reading this book between my uh, uh, lessons. And I just failed an exam prior to it. And I remember because I would left it at my desk and I went to the bathroom and I came back and it's gone. And the next day in lesson, he, 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 he raised the book up like that in class and said that we have a culprit here. And he mocked me in front of everybody. And he was like, I know what this game's like or whatever. And it's just, you know, you're going to get, you're going to go down a, a dangerous road anyway. So I had this experience of mockery throughout college. And my second college that I went to, because I failed the first one, um, it was the same sort of thing. My accounting teacher, you know, she completely bullied me. Um, I never spoke up to my teachers just out of respect. And slowly through this, I'd made my mind up that I'm going to leave college now. And it was uh, February 2018, I made the decision to just cut ties, I left college. I was in the careers advi- advisory section with these three or four different people, and they were 65 years old, giving up on their life, trying to teach me or tell me that this is what you should do with your life, etc. right? Which is the irony in it. So I'd left, I was on my own, and um, prior to that two years, I was already self-taught trading from 2016 onwards, half of which I don't even remember. And then I, I used to go to a lot of networking events as well, as soon as I left college, like property meetings and stuff like that, just because I knew that I had to get around people who had money just to get to uh, an idea of how they thought. And I, I realised through that, I was like, the world is a much different place to what I thought it was in this isolated bubble of school. Um, and I knew from an early age, school is not a measure of intelligence. So all this is now coming together. And then two months later, I come across Falcon on, on Instagram as a trader at the time. I saw his charts, were just something completely different to what I'd seen. I'd seen support and resistance, indicators, all sorts of stuff, different things that I'd never seen before. And for the first time I saw clean charts, and I was like, this is sick. But then I saw the price tag of £57 a month at a time. I was like, this, this probably is a scam because it's too cheap. Because there's courses going around for three, £4,000 for two days. So that, that was my paradigm. I thought, let me just try it for a month. So I did, um, and I was hooked. And then six, eight months, my first six to eight months, I, I had to clean cars to actually provide for this membership. I remember, yeah. Right? But it was sick because I valued it more, right? I I left college with no job and nothing, no money like that. Badminton tournaments made me a little bit, but again, all that money I put into a trading account prior and blew it all. Um, But that gave me a lot of optimism, weirdly enough, whereas most people get pessimistic about it. So then I just spent the next six months um, just diving in and I had this goal in my mind, as you know. First six months, I was like, I need to get an investor by the end of 2018. And the worst thing that happened to me is that I actually got in touch with an investor. And then 2019, investment started and I blew it right? Um, we'd set a drawdown limit of 10%, nine trades back to back gone. And then that shattered my confidence completely. And then after that one, I mean, that's the conversation for the rest of the podcast, right? What happened after that?
0: For sure, for sure. Well, it just goes to show you, you know, your both your journeys are different, mm-hmm. but it all comes from actual struggle and building a thick skin, as what you was talking about earlier. It's mo- most of the industry, they just don't want to build a thick skin and don't realise how much it actually takes. And it usually comes from the questions that you hear repeated. You know, they want motivation. They want, how do I build motivation? How do I find my why? How do I find my purpose? And it's all linked around the same thing. I yeah. think it just reminds me of, if you look at the the landscape of what the industry is, how would, you, how would you say that's evolved over the last couple of years? Because the shift that I've seen in probably, I'd say, yeah, a couple of years, it's changing drastically from before it was, yes, people wanted returns. Now it's like a whole level of aggression of wanting things that don't actually logically make sense. what i mean
1: yeah do you want to go first me go for it yeah i I mean it's it's one of those things that i mean you spend a lot of time on ig on twitter whatever you look at things and a lot of times i feel like just people forgot like very absolute basics like funny enough and this is not a shot at smc or ict or any of that but there was a big period of time where these extreme high returns were being not just advertised but claimed by a lot of people Mm -hmm. you know and i was like and i remember we were talking about it at the start it was like what is this you know like when it kind of started to get big fans i was like i don't know it won't last i was like it is what it is right and i was like no this is no one's gonna believe this and i was like why was i thinking that i was like because i pulled out a calculator at the time and i think they were claiming like i think it was like 40 or 50 percent monthly returns minimum literally right <laughs> and it's like and then you would have people say like oh one to 100 rr on this and whatever and i was like and i remember questioning myself i was like what does what does one to 100 r mean and i was like they don't mean one hundred percent in one trade, like of their with a one percent risk, and you know what I mean. Like I was like, that means you're gonna double your account, yeah. From London session to Asian session, right? And then I asked them, they're like, yeah. I was like, yeah, what? You know what I was like? I was genuinely confused. I was like, you don't double money twice a day or whatever, you no. know? Because I pulled out my calculator and I was like, all right, so I was like, you start out ten k or whatever, you make I don't know forty percent a month. You got to be humble, right? So bring down the returns. Yeah, yeah, forty percent a course. month, end of the year, you're worth like five hundred fifty k or something, <laughs> something like that, right? I was mm-hmm. like huh, yeah. all right, this is great, you know. Do that on 100. Right, and that's like, what, just 10 times, that's it, 5.5 million, and it's like, why would anyone need to do this? Yeah. Like, and you look at like the proprietary firms, like look at FTMO, right? They're a legitimate company, they pay out. They want to advertise their biggest payouts. And yeah. at the time, I think a couple of months ago, right, their biggest payout today, I believe, is 500K. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you run the numbers, and you're like, still, the biggest one to date is 500K. Like, if they had a 10 million payout, why would they not advertise it? Yeah. That would scream their legitimacy. And for the longest time, prior to the 500K, their biggest payout was 100K, right? So the 100- something doesn't add up. So what what I found really fascinating, right, is because you you would see this thing, and it was the way it was advertised this this almost like predictive strike rate in terms of like it's so high, it's very right smart money in itself. So there's there's a bit of uh, irony in it. Yeah. Um, Right, it has to come out in that way. Yet you would look if you looked at their equity graphs on the FTMO, because you can see it, mm. they would take, I don't know, 140 trades. And this wasn't just like one person I saw it so it is commonly. Disgusting. In yeah, what it, times in what times money? In that? the 30 days, right? Jesus. So you're taking hundred and remember, the goal for FTMO to pass is ten percent. Now, once upon a time, that seemed like a hard thing to do. Before but I was like breakfast. for these yeah, but I was like, for these people, I was like, dude, you should be able to like if your if your trade's a one to hundred RR, yeah. close it literally ten percent of the way in, you have your funded account, yeah, and then just infinitely print money at that point. You know, so I was like, this doesn't add up, you know, and that was the part where it was like stupidly obvious to me in that way. I was like, "Okay, could this theory work for sure? I'm not denying that some people have really killed it, but you'll probably still make the same nominal returns of like, I don't want to say 10 to 20 or whatever. But there is a certain standard that repeats itself at some point, you know, and it's usually the people that are extremely skilled that do hit double digit returns. Mm. Yes, you can have your 30 percent month and 40 percent month. It is possible. I do know that. But the way it was being preached and shown, you know, it was like, everyone's making 40, 50%. And then it's like, if you were making 10 and under, it's like, you were pathetic.
2: It's like, how long can you look really last?
1: (laughs) But that's it though, right? And I was saying, I was like, seriously, like to me, the biggest answer and what showed it was the sample size. I was like, if you're claiming such high returns on every trade, like Mm. it genuinely felt that like one to 5%. And it's funny because like prior to Falcon, I used to trade a support resistance, EMA based strategy. Mm -hmm. You would target like a three to one, a two to one, right? And I was like, man, like, we must be the boomers at this point, you know. I was like, it's just you know you you look down upon, and it's the same thing if you notice it now as well with like the FTMO videos, because they do these podcasts with like the people that have had like big payouts. The people getting like a twenty-five K payout, right? Don't don't get as many views anymore. If, yeah, if like, balance of probability, most people in the comments or that would watch it have not had a twenty-five K payout yet. All of a sudden, they're looking at it like, oh, that that's a shit payout now, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, if it's not a hundred, it's not worth my time. And it's like, are you at that point in your journey? To look, so it was just, it was very fascinating to look at it. And I think the sad part is sometimes is you realize, and maybe I get it from a more human psychology, is like you really want to believe something. so you'll And you can forget the absolute basics because it's like, dude, with numbers like that, even if, again, they yeah. 40% a month and you're claiming way higher, honestly, you're a billionaire, you know, like in, in a couple of years.
0: The actually. delusional thing is you can actually prove it to yourself in the short run. For yeah. example, if we took a very small account, right? let's say we took a 10, 20K account, just go high risk in certain scenarios. I mean, I could just go a very, very tight stop loss on trades that we take. Yeah. And in one sequence, it just dropped like dollar yen, for example, yeah. let's say I took it right at the top and I went in with the tightest. Yeah. Went even on, I believe like a 20 pip stop, it run for about 17%. Yeah. So imagine I went like seven yeah. or five or something like that. If I'd done that on, let's say 10 K or even let's go even smaller. The average person that starts off trading with personal capital doesn't have access to funding, mm-hmm might have like a grand or something like that. If they do it on that and they actually prove it to be true and make like 40%, 50% and put that to their account, in their minds they've made 50%, which is true. Mm. But doing that on more money is not the same thing. I know it might seem like the same thing, but this is what a lot of the education industry put forward when I started trading they would say, listen, if you can do this on this amount,
1: you can do it, it means that. you can
0: do it on 10 million. Wh- which is which funny. sounds logical, yeah. but it's not it's, the case. It's
1: like when you look at a pullback, I was like, I'm sorry, dude. Like some of the times when people's like, I'm going to hold a 45% pullback. Like I, I would see it in one of those ones, like with the 100 R. It always going crack me up, right? It would be like, it would start, it would drop. I was like, okay, fine. It dropped for you. Fair enough. I'm, I'm willing to believe it right now. And it does like, so it's a one to a hundred, right? It does like a 65% pullback. And they're like, yeah, I'm just following the plan. And I was like. Dude, okay, maybe at the start, right? But at some point, you've you've been making one to hundreds. At some point, you're running, I don't know, 300k profit, and you're like, yeah, I want to pull back to 100 before it go. And I was like, no, like yeah. maybe if you're worth so much money, right? And that's like, reflected go, in the payouts as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: But you can tell
2: people aren't trading much money when they say that. You said that a long time ago. You can you can gauge how much one's trading by the way that they talk about trading. 100%. You know, and it's like when people disregard emotion. It's like me saying, like you said about if I can do it on small money, I can do it in big money. It's like if you take deadlift, for example, right, as an exercise, if you just deadlift the bar, you can have perfect form, right? But if you've not trained yourself to deadlift, let's say 200 kg, your form is going to suffer, even if you know how to deadlift. Exactly. Because your body's not trained up to it. So it's like if you're trading small capital, anybody can think, oh, logically, I just follow a black and white plan, which isn't the always always the answer. Then they get to larger capital because don't exercise this muscle to actually be able to facilitate that. They're screwed. And even people claiming to be 100% mechanical use discretion. No, that's impossible. It's actually impossible and I can can challenge anybody to that because the guys that I've coached, I've given them a plan that is like black and white, crystal clear. And I ran an experiment with them for my own sake as well. Ten ten trades, every single one of these guys took at the time, there's five of them for over four weeks. And they went on a losing streak and they followed the plan 100% of the time. And so I was like, that's proof that you can follow it and still lose. It's how you follow it, right? Discrepancy, discretion is a term that's uh, it's underanalyzed. People don't actually understand what it means. It's completely misinterpreted. Like if I've got three instruments on watch, for example, I'm gonna to have to make a decision between all three. Either I split my risk three ways, right? And then I run the risk of either losing all three trades, which again would only cut my max risk exposure. Or I think, right, which one of these is high risk or lower risk? There has to be a systemic decision-making process and also discrepancy. And that's based on what experience, which people don't have. I mentioned this on a podcast the other day, that if I, if I give you say a pair of lens, right? Like glasses mm-hmm. and they're red, and I have a blue pair of glasses, Let's say that when I give you them, that they've got fingerprints all over them, as an example, and mine fingerprints. Imagine hypothetically over time, the longer that you wear these glasses, the fingerprints get less and less over time, right? And eventually, if you wear them long enough, you're going to have a clear lens that you can see through. The market's the same way, everyone's viewing the market from the get-go, from these fingerprint lenses, right, where they can't see much. If they stick out the same system, religiously, over a course of time, those fingerprints are going to dissimulate, they're going to go, and they can see the market clearly. The problem with the industry now is that they're switching glasses every 6 to 12 months. So they're not seeing what they're seeing, what they're supposed to be seeing clearly. How I trade this system now, five years in, as, as, as for yourself, and even yourself, the, the guy who made this system is so much different to two years ago, three years ago, four years ago. It's weird how you can trade the same criteria and see the market and intricacies differently and how much of a beautiful thing, the, the right experiences.
0: You just reminded me of something very, very important, which was what one of the biggest excuses that I would get from students that were committed for a period of time. and then justify leaving so i want something that would be a bit more advanced i I don't want something as basic or beginner and then when you look at their skill set they're not advanced at the basics how are you then going to go and find something more complex if you can't do something that in your eyes is simple because trading is actually easy once you have everything else figured out trading is not difficult right once you actually figure out the process but as you said if you've got a a blurry lens and you never have time to see clearly you're always going to think there's problems. So you're just going to think, well, I'm going to put on a new pair, a new pair, a new pair. And eventually five years in, you're still back testing. Yeah. Which yeah. <laughs> is hilarious. Which
2: all of them are now, ironically. Every mm-hmm. single one of them. Like we had we had the experienced students, and this is what I the to direct to Abdu as well. Because you weren't part of the experienced students at the time, you were, you were watching from the outside in. Yeah. And um, how was that? Because you see people dropping like flies. One minute you're giving them an award and two days later, they've just disappeared. Out of nowhere mm-hmm. like i can't fathom that i literally can't see how people can look you in the eye and say i'm committed and then two days later they're gone you know so how was that looking outside in for you because it's just um it's something i can't comprehend yeah
1: no uh, it's interesting because i'll tell you i looked at it a couple ways and funny enough i'll thank runescape again for this one right so coming into falcon or any trading community in general you have your scam alert on you kind of you're like nope this place is not legit let's let's see how whatever right so you come in and there has to be a way for you to see it, right? And honestly, the, to me, the biggest way to just see it is does the technical analysis that they're teaching actually work, right? So you kind of do have to give yourself a bit of time because you know you could watch a video and you can probably convince you, but at some point, right? So you would make the Sunday market breakdown, and then a week after, and I was like, first month, you know, you join, and I was like, all right, you know, so that seems legit, makes sense. And I remember at the time, actually, funny enough, because I was already trading support resistance um, with the EMA, and I was doing pr- pretty well. And I remember I think I was I caught a dollar CAD trade, and then you caught the dollar CAD trade but you got like three times my return. And I was like, how, right? And it's because my stop was like behind the fib, behind the MA, behind the pivot, behind whatever. So I had a bigger stop that just wasn't needed. I just didn't know that at the time, right? Whereas you were able to like stop crop it with like, I don't know, maybe the continuation. I can't remember the trade now. It's like years
0: later. Yeah, you might've had it above a pivot and I just had it above the top of the structure. But that's it and that's all you needed, right? And
1: then so it tripled the risk to reward in that way. And I remember it wasn't just that one trade. It was like three times over. I was like, wait, we're seeing the same trades right like I knew ahead of time I was like I'm gonna take pound dollar today or euro dollar or whatever and then you were taking the same trades but you got literally more risk reward every single time and I was like okay now how is he doing that Mm. right so I was like so at that point I joined right you start doing all the things and then once I got I'm gonna like call it a basic level understanding of the strategy what I did was I was like okay if I understand this I should be able to make my watch list before the Sunday market breakdown comes out and then I would do it and then I realized I was like I didn't get it perfect but I was like wait, we're looking at the same things. I was like, all right, cool. So that in itself, and then what I then did, and this was actually a very big thing for myself, uh, is I looked at the historical data, right? I didn't like do it like for like, but you you go back to like the early 2000s, 1990s, and I was like, it worked. And that to me was one of the most like fulfilling feelings in that point of view because of the sustainability of it. And funny enough, the reason for that is when we had our business on RuneScape and those things, we were a business within a business. So as much as we had infrastructure we had like workers we had everything you can think of when the owners of the game decided for us to not exist anymore that's it we were done we were like overnight banned Mm -hmm. from the game and it was over you know and i didn't like the idea of built because we were four years in at that point it's like imagine doing something for four years and then you wake up and you're like oh your your main income is now gone right and this is all going to tie in a second i'm just kind of bringing it back together so you learn all these things about right you realize you don't want to lose the thing you got so good at you want sustainability so when i realized the strategy's been working since so like as much as the data showed it, I was like, what would cause it to not work anymore? Like Mm. objectively speaking, funny enough, I'm like, COVID was like the true testament of it too. I was like, okay, maybe now human psychology is really gonna change Mm. right now. that Like when the pandemic (laughs) first hit, I was like, this is is the one that's gonna break everything, right? No, they didn't do anything. And that to me, I was like, wow, if COVID and everything that happened with it Mm. couldn't change human psychology, I was like, balance of probability, nothing will. So when I was able to prove that to myself, that's when I knew I could be all in on the strategy, right? So now fast forward to what you're saying about here, you have a bunch of these um, experience students, that was the label they had at the time. They all leave at the same time. And I was like, that's interesting. I was like, why would a bunch of people just leave? And remember, I'm on the outside, I don't know you, I don't know you. I was pretty much in the shadows, so to speak, at that point, I didn't really talk to anyone. I was like, okay, everyone just left right now, why? right and then you kind of hear these answers and and none of them made sense and these are people that deemed to be successful that's what they were like claiming at the time I had no reason to doubt them because I was like all right cool Hmm. fair enough right and I was like okay interesting I remember this one particular person too this this person at the time was like the prodigal son in falcon honestly right claims to be making 20 percent a month or whatever and i was like cool you know every day you open up ig he's running another trade he's killing it whatever seriously every day i was like and he's giving me fomo honestly i was like how am i missing give me FOMO. every trade right i was like every time i was like dude i leave the trade he come back he's in pound dollar he's in this mm-hmm. isn't that right and then i remember so we were in this telegram that someone had started right it was like an accountability group there was like 50 something people And then he comes in, and remember, I don't know you at this time, and he just basically says that you kicked him out of Falcon, Mm -hmm. right? And he gave some weird story for it.
0: Which is not the case, by the way. But whatever, yeah, right? Yeah. I'm willing to believe it at this
1: point time. Yeah. I'm on the outside. I know no one. I was like, all right, yeah, fair enough. Mark's an asshole. He kicked him out of Falcon, right? Mm-hmm. But then he's like, I'm changing strategies. And I'm like, but you're making 20% though. Like, no offense, Mark. If you kicked me from Falcon right now, you can't stop my trading. Like, I'm not gonna just yeah. be like, oh yeah, the, the thing that's making me 20% a month now. I'm so offended because Mark kicked me. I'm gonna stop trading this way. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I was like, that was so illogical to me. And I remember fun, I didn't know he was actually in the group, by the way, which is hilarious. So I wrote this up in the group, right? And I was like, explain, I was like, guys do you not see how illogical this is that like whatever and i just see him and he's like i just like, he starts typing and i was like oh shit you know like i didn't even mean to like come off like controversial in that way but then he ended up not responding and he left the group you just see like exited i was like and that proved it to me right yeah, there yeah, yeah. and yeah. when you look at the entire experience too, i was like there's i was like what could possibly have happened for 10 i don't remember how many there was like 10 12 or whatever 18, 18 people right yeah. i don't know if they all left at the same time but it was like 13 or 14 of them to leave in mm. one shot i was like no mm. situation with 14 successful people just decide to drop years of hard work yeah. all at the same time and i was like what could mark have possibly done i was like and funny enough like uh, it wasn't even cancel culture back then but i was like even if he said something racist yeah. even if he said something even if he was like you're all shitty humans mm-hmm. i was like the only thing that was left was the strategy didn't work that was the only logical thing left mm. but i was like i'd already proved it to myself so it didn't matter like that was the part i knew it i was like no yeah. i see it ahead of time right it was like once upon a time you could look at a video and i was like you know i remember this i started serious i was like that mark must script these videos or whatever right because that's what you want to you're skeptical you want to not believe the obvious mm-hmm. of you're just good at what you do until i realized i was like okay when i got decent enough especially like six months in or whatever i was like okay mark should say this this and this and i missed one because i wasn't at the level that i was yet and i but i got like three or four yeah it's yeah. like how would i know that you know like how would i know your scripted scam video mm-hmm. and i know what you're about to say and then it plays out i was yeah. like wow this is a great scam you know what i mean i was like i'm gonna go with it i was like you know so to me at the point it's like when you realize and it was kind of funny like in a way where kind of with again kind of like these trendy things there was a degree of my psychology to it i was like and i kind of know this is not a shot at people but sometimes people a bit over glorify trading about like it kind of turns like anti nine to five yeah and in that way it does come off a bit culty so to speak mm you know and it's like you you try so hard to be anti-mainstream yeah that you kind of become the same thing you despise Mm -hmm. you know in Mm -hmm. in that point of view and it's like i was like man how does that happen so that to me was when it went down i was like no i don't think this is legit like don't get me wrong i was genuinely willing to leave too i was like yeah let's leave falcon they're horrible right but i was like i need a reason though like i just worked six months you know like i have no association and i was like yeah i'm down whatever like we'll do it Mm -hmm. but it's like I wasn't just gonna wake up and just stop six. Remember, like, I generally committed. Like, I did 16 hours for the like, first three months a day. Like, it was a really aggressive. Someone was like, hoodie on, laptop, and that's it. Not yeah. sustainable, but, and I weren't particularly recommended, but that's what I did. Right. And I was like, am I just gonna be like, oh, yeah, yeah that's done. Right. <laughs> I was yeah. like, no, I was like, give me a solid reason. I will leave right now. Mm-hmm. And then I reached out to someone. They all gave like really weird answers. I so it was them. just like,
2: I experienced that it was pure cognitive dissonance at its finest. Mm-hmm. Literally, every single one of them I spoke to, Because I was in the group. And and at this point, I wasn't profitable. I'd lost a lot of money. I had to give it all away. I wasn't trading any account at this point. i just got made an experienced student. And I'm looking at it thinking, what the hell? Same thing, though. I I don't know if it's just a a human problem or what, but you just got to use common sense sometimes, which people don't have for some weird reason, especially in this industry. And I was like, all right, the system works. So then I reached out to some people I was a bit closer to at the time that I could speak to on a level. And they go, yeah, the system does work, but I don't know, there's something fishy about Mark. So I'm like, all right, so how can a painter teach someone to paint if he can't paint himself? Use your head. No response. Literally all messages got left unseen by three different people. And I'm like, you've literally convinced yourself of something that's not even true. Because misery loves company. Of course. And we live in a, a, a such a soft world today, man. It's, it's just ridiculous. beyond me. People will give up their values. People will give up their future, their morals, just to flock on with somebody else. Birds of the feather
0: flock together, don't they? right no one wants to take ownership no they don't you know what the hilarious thing was and this was one of the big things like there was clearly something i was missing because i was mm-hmm. confused i put a lot of time into these people as well like they were generally very capable people hands down those people stayed they'll be trained seven figures 100 percent, right yeah. yeah. that's just the truth that's just the reality because people have scaled up that weren't even close to their level mm-hmm. yeah. and they've already scaled up and we literally saw that at the event yeah. yesterday so <laughs> it's, that's living proof and, and truth then but one of the big things i remember this conversation it was like and I, w- I want to ask you a question first. What was the seventh trade, the, your last seven trades? Can you remember every single one of them? Yeah. I'm joking. Yeah. I, can't. <laughs> exactly. I can't remember. I was exactly. like, really? Good for yeah. you. I was it's like, yeah. Like, I was incredible like, incredible saying. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because as you become more experienced, you lose attachments for trades. You just yeah. don't remember. Like, there's trades that I can't remember, not the exact order, unless mm-hmm. it was, like, literally the last trade yeah, yeah, that I took. Now, I hope time, you remember your last trade, otherwise yeah, exactly. <laughs> <problem>. <laughs> it's a different problem. So, um, this is... Uh, this trade that I took, right? And I remember when I. When is this I, the break even yeah, one? Yeah, I scammed someone. I remember the dollar card. Yeah, 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 I remember this. That's but this so was funny. someone who I, who I generally knew. I've like actually met this person individually, spent time with them, actually helped them make money in one scenario, which is even more hilarious. But we won't go into that part of the story just yet. However, I don't recap this trade for like a whole month. And in that period of time, it's a very busy month. I've taken lots of trades. Right, and I'd, I'd moved the the stop loss so instead of like a 17 instead of like a 20 pip stop so i still can't remember it because it was just a break even you know it was just a quick in and out i literally cannot remember it and i was recapping the position but the the risk reward had moved and i'd locked it incorrectly by literally by accident and because it wasn't that important there or thereabouts like on your actual broker you didn't realize, it hey, was yeah. a case of a few pips like yeah, the idea yeah. of the, it didn't change the structure of the trade the idea of the trade it was actually nothing and then that was that was his thing he was like yeah man listen when someone doesn't want to take ownership of like where they are, mm. if they can find a reason to think oh, I'm not successful because it's not legit, yeah. they're like yes. But I remember they, this they all- want to give in to that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was still on the outside for this one. I remember it too, right? And I was like, again, I'm willing for Mark and Falcon to be a scam, right? Yeah. And I was like being like, told this thing. And I was yeah. like, all right, great. I'm ready to bounce. Like, tell yeah. me, right? And then they're like, yeah, he's scammed the break even. And I was like, what does that do? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah. What's the angle though? Yeah. Like I was like, what's he do? like? You know, like if you put in like if that trade turned into a 17 percent trade, I'm like, okay, yeah, of that's course. sketchy. Like yeah. you know, you said you made one, now it's 17. That's a red flag. I was like, well, a lot of things sketchy I was like, he showed, <laughs> <laughs> he showed a break even. I was like, mm. you know, I was like, yeah. <laughs> <But that> was <laughs> you know what? And
2: when you try and defend that, right? And you try and you try and go against that, people say, oh look, you're triggered, right? Why are you getting so salty for? But it's like, they've got no morals. Like people don't defend nothing nowadays. Like, and that's why they are where they are.
0: People, people distance themselves to quit later. Yeah. That's 100%. always been true. And the commonality with these type of people, any student that I've ever coached, mentored, whatever it is, they will find ways. They'll decide in their minds. It's not always conscious to them. So there's not with this like deep maliciousness of mm-hmm. like, I need to prove that this is a scam for me to leave. They just find reasons to exit. And it's in their own head in their own insecurities and the reality is time is a beautiful thing because now time is part especially for the events phenomenal what's the difference people have same resources same tennis racket same ball why can they make it work but people can stand next to a student with the same dashboard same resources and go no i don't believe it but he's right next to you
1: you know it's funny just sorry real quick right because funny enough in a lot of these things i i I would consider myself a logical person. I don't know if you can just say that, but like I do, right? And a lot uh, of I times it's, <laughs> very logical. is is no, but it's like I'll just look at what's obvious. That to me, that's all you really have to do a lot of the times. And funny enough, like when I switch strategies, and this is a big important part, I was already consistent on the previous one. And I'm not saying like one the strategy, the my free strategy works. Mm. Like I will still attest to that today. I've never been like oh no, this doesn't. No support resistance. Email, honestly, it still works. There's phenomenal entries. It does all that, right? Why I switched at the time was there was a particular part that I didn't understand. So it was, it was with, like, horizontals. I didn't understand, like, a really great horizontal line. I don't know why. It just never clicked with me. They were like, oh, this one's really good. I was like, okay, great. Like, why, right? And it's like, has 86 touches. And I was like, great.
2: Yeah. What
1: if it has 84? How much worse is that, right? Mm-hmm. And that was the side of me that wanted to turn a bit more mechanical. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I agree with you about the discretion side of things. And that to me is the sustainability in it. Because mm-hmm. I knew if you're playing something... Ex- Fully mechanic. Like when you look at those algo's, they have to be edited. Like in terms of like yeah. ones that like J.P. Morgan run and stuff, right? Because at some point, it's like playing poker with your like cards face up. Mm. You can beat me for a few rounds when I see your cards because you just have a good hand. Mm. But over a large enough sample size, if I know what you're gonna do, it's like I'll be able to beat you. And that's like the A.S.R. side of things, where the overall side of stru- like not the same market structure, but like these strategies are based on things like that the same message works but the entry the whatever that's what gets adjusted not maybe year on year but over time and there are different ways to yeah. to uh, to enter it right so it was it was interesting to look at that and i was like well i got really good at this thing and then i like found a way to improve it so to speak whereas what i found with a lot of people it's like they weren't necessarily good you know but they told themselves they were no proof of such like for themselves i don't mm. need the proof i'm like just you to you right if you knew this you would have some sort of concrete proof. you know. So for myself, I was like, look, well, I am positive every month on a decent sample size. Like, I think at the time, I was taking like 12 trades a month. Yeah. And I was like, All right, Every month is ending plus three, plus four, plus whatever. I was like, okay, I can mathematically say I am consistent. Yeah. There's probably a lot that I could do to do better. But it, it really did show that point of when I would look at what people would say and what they would do, there was no congruency. you mm-hmm. know, And there wasn't any degrees of proof to it for themselves. Yeah. And it was the same thing when, when students left, so to speak. I was like, again, like, is this just you feeling better about, because it is hard to back yourself. I get that. Like for yeah. a very long period of time, it gets scary. And it's like, in a way you get FOMO because everyone's like, when you, when you look at social media in general, people are living their best lives. Like that was a joke for a while. I was like, hashtag living my best life, Yeah. right? But it gets to you. You know, he's living his best life. He's living his mm. best life. Why am I not living my best life? Mm-hmm. So you end up falling into those traps and it's it's quite unfortunate, honestly. And that's
2: why documenting your journey is, because like I said, the time that I came from, I ne- I never heard of community. I never heard of like documenting your own journey community didn't exist it did not exist before and i can attest to that because when i i, I taught myself at 18 months almost two years i'd seen every course out there almost or every uh, infrastructure and i've not come across a trading community before maybe i might missed one but i have not seen one right other than falcon itself so when i joined i saw this whole like new theme of like categorizing your journey and stuff and um, the reason why i've seen everybody who's at the loud always it's always a loud mouth that they sabotage in the end because if you're documenting something, it means you're not at that level yet, right? So you're documenting your way there. If you do for the public, half of which don't care about you, you could get run over by a bus tomorrow, they couldn't care. And that's the problem. Like as, as, a, as a public figure, as an influencer, you'll think, well, these people care about me. I'm doing everything for my subscribers or my YouTube commenters or Instagram. So sad. It's so sad. And people that don't have an actual circle because if they're relying so much on random people that they don't know, you know, Joe Smith, one, two, three, why would they think someone like that would care, care for them so much? And it's funny how people like that if you fail or you go you know, um, down a dangerous road or you you know, you you know, just mess something up, they'll turn their back on you straight away and people realise that the hard way. But like I said, documenting your journey, you're going to make natural mistakes. And even if you tell people, look, I'm not here to coach you, I'm not here to do this, I'm a nice guy, I'm perfect, right? People are still going to get influenced by what you say and you can damage so many people. It's like premature mentoring without mm-hmm. actually claiming yourself to be a mentor and people do that. They're like, oh yeah, you know, um, I'm just trying to find myself and all these things. They just find themselves losing. That's where they find themselves again and again and again. And they go on about the same things. Yeah, you've got to backtest more, um, do this and do that and blah, blah, blah. And, and they'll say the same things. And this is the problem, again, with documenting, like Go back to my point, when you've not changed a message, because look, if, I'm, if I've got two years of experience and I've started documenting my journey for people, right, I'm saying a certain message, which in that time, my perception seems right. A year later, I might have gone through some experiences where I'm like, that's wrong. But I've just told so many hundreds of thousands of people, that that's who I am. So reckless. And now if I go against that, what does that say about well, me? that's
1: it. It's like, it's. I don't even blame them for vlogging. I actually think it starts off like kind of innocent in yeah. that way. You're just like being genuine, right? But then the perception of who you need to be also creeps in. So it's yeah. the same thing. You can like, I don't know, fail an FTMO and you're like, hey guys, I failed it. And everyone's like, It's all right man, it happens. Yeah. But if you fail it three, four or five times, there's a party who says, I'm not gonna make a video about this. You know, and people are expecting now payouts, you know, they just wanna see the thing. Funny enough, before you because you you remind me of a very good point. And before I remember this as well, right? It's it's the same thing, kind of like breaking down the logic, so to speak. You look up, I remember at the time I I don't know why I looked up Mm FXTM, right? And the reviews were horrible. Like every broker has for some like pretty bad reviews across the board. And you read it and they're like, Yeah, they stop hunt, they do this, they do that, right? And I was like, Yeah, facts. And I wanted to until I realized I was like, wait. How do I know this person is credible? Like, how do I not know this person who just said FXCM scammed him is a shit trader? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then I realized, I was like, wait, anyone who's actually like making money, I was like, I just I just like visualized for myself. I was like, okay, if I was trading large cap right now and I was making money, am I going to like trust pilot FXCM? I was like who's done nothing to my journey like they're just <laughs> yeah. an execution platform like that's mm-hmm. all they are right they didn't call me up and be like hey man dollar cat's looking nice yeah. like they did nothing i was like no i probably just make my money and move on yeah. right i was like maybe if like if they didn't process the withdrawal yes i would leave like a negative review in that case but in terms of like a stop hunt or whatever if it just happened once yeah. Chances are, it wasn't FXCM. If it was happening constantly, mm-hmm. like every single, ch- I'll be like, okay, great. And you see that on like the really sketchy brokers, but FXCM in Canada, it's regulated. You're insured up to a million on the uh, CIPF, I think it's called. So it's like, I was like, everything is there if they become insolvent, if they do whatever. Fast forward to the same thing, right? You look at like trading companies, you look up their views. I remember this, this really big one against Falcon, right? And I was already competent at this point. And they're like, yeah, this is what Falcon would take. I was like, absolutely not. I was like, I've never. Uh, and I, like, I was not even part of the team, right? <laughs> yeah. And you're reading the comments and it was less to do with the first person. It's more to do with the comments where people are like, thank you so much like yeah, yeah. For, for protecting us, right? And that's the part where I would say these YouTubers also at the same time where it's a bit unfortunate is you can come off and say like, it's the whole no offense thing. I don't know if you guys remember like back in early 2000s, I'd be like, you're an idiot, no offense. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. it's like, you can't be offended now. I just said no offense, right? And it's that whole like, you don't have to take my word for it but then you still say it yeah. and then give advice yeah and use the words advice getting an
2: insult with the disguise of a compliment
1: literally though right and yeah. it's the same thing and it's like and that's the part where it's like given that credibility and, and you notice it with pessimism don't get me wrong pessimism in itself when, when someone's being safe in that way it is more protective it's defensive it's seen as mature right like if i were to say hey the world's gonna collapse tomorrow everyone would listen if i said a bull run is gonna happen you're happy but you don't really care to hear why because mm-hmm. it's like whatever it's good times yeah but if i'm like the world's gonna collapse it's kind of like Michael Boring in that way. How many shorts has he called since mm. the, the great financial crisis, right, for 2020? And, like, we're all expecting a recession at some point. But it's like, if you're calling it, like, right now, yeah. it's very different, mm. you know? And I'm not, not taking shots at the guy. I'm just saying, like, there's a degree of you see it over and over from 2020 and stuff. Yeah. So that same logic kind of comes in and you realize, yeah. And, you know, as you were saying with the pre-mentoring, that to me was another thing, right? Mm. Like, how long have you been doing something before you actually start teaching it to someone.
2: And, and you can tell that, right? Because anybody can go back and look at Falcon's post, my posts, Abdul yours. The message has actually never changed. I can say that confidently. And you know how I know people are so lost is because they're, they're following like a lagging indicator, everything that we're saying. Nowadays people are going, yes, psychology is amazing. you got to focus on this. Your mind is so important
0: but everyone's following what we set in the first yeah, place. Yeah, self-image is the new talk of the town now. I
2: know. Where I wonder, where that, I wonder where that came from. I know. You set a trend people will follow and people are so gullible and it's sad to see adults that are like children in the bodies of adults, right? And it's just it's sad to see that the industry's come to that because trading, and I don't tell people I'm a Forex trader, first of all, right? I, I make up something that sounds nicer. Finance. Finance, yeah. <laughs> I'm a finance guy, right? You're a postman. Because, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, they've given the name such a tarnished, uh, given the industry just such a tarnished name because there's no professionalism left anymore at all, and and that's again what I want to lead to you. Right, is like we were speaking about this at the event yesterday. How with the roadmap for 2023, right? We mm. want to bring back that professionalism in a to a degree. Is there points? Like, I don't want to say too many things from
0: yesterday, but what what have you got on that? So the infrastructure you saw in 2023 is yeah. literally ridiculous, and this is why. Time time is a is is a beautiful thing, and when you look at what's happened over the landscape of this space even people that I've mentored, I'm, I'm always still shocked as to how people cannot make logical decisions from people that we've had that students have actually done reasonably well with our strategy, come on a podcast two weeks later, then throw shade to us. Mm-hmm. So they admit to the public that they're a scammer and they lied and then people follow them. I'm still confused how people can't make that connection, but it goes back to the same thing. We're in a world where everyone loves negativity, the pessimism side. They they love it. As soon as they hear it, they're like, "Yep, another reason for me to justify why I'm not succeeding and haven't taken ownership." Yet, there's other people that have done it. So when I look at the roadmap and I see the students in there of what they've got in front of them, I look around the room and see there was people there that could have got sucked into that bullshit, but they didn't. Yeah. Right, like Sahat, for example, I've mentioned him a lot because he was one at the meetup mm. in London that actually came forward and said, right, I want to be a full-time trader. He could have surrounded himself with morons and yeah. thought, oh, you know, he went through friction. He probably would have had reasons to not push through. Yeah. It's not working for me. been doing this for a couple of years. I'm not making money yet. But why did he push through? Mm. So you just start to realise there's certain types of mentalities that eventually break through. So when we build the roadmap, yeah. of course, got the seven-figure club. That's going yeah, to be absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. incredible. It's the type of infrastructure that doesn't get built easily. So right. it's taken years to build it. Even things like testing. We was having this conversation uh, previously and a lot of students had said to me yesterday, which uh, I didn't even know that they realized. They said, you know what I love about Falcon is that you could have had reasons to launch the addition to the strategy like mm-hmm. a year before. Yeah. And it probably would have hyped a lot of people up, but you didn't compromise your values and you tested it further because you actually give a shit about us. And, and some people don't even acknowledge things like that they're just like yep strategy this that they don't realize it, what goes it, into it
1: no honestly you remind me of a very big point point, especially because i realized that yesterday um it's, it's a degree of expectations right mm. and, and i say this when i came into trading at the time and i understood trading and its potential i was like how much would it cost me like intuition to become a millionaire yeah right and make millions from the market for the next 30 40 mm. 50 years so i was like all right let's think about this it's funny enough let's go about logically i was like well harvard are arguably the best school in the world or whatever tuitions about 100k a year or whatever you know scholarships whatever but call it just a few hundred thousand dollars right so 300k for your full harvard scholarship and then you let's say you'll be a lawyer at a top firm you have to work like 16 hours a day you're the first in last to leave you got to do that for years burn out all those things to then make you know to be a harvey Specter, make a thousand dollars an hour mm. so i was like okay coming into trading i was like i have to spend at least my, I don't know, my voice cracked, my bad. Was from yesterday. <laughs> you, you, nearly, <laughs> yeah, was like, you nearly went Jordan Peterson. Yeah, there. exactly. I was like, you don't know. <laughs> I was like, at least $100,000. No joke. That was, that was the thing. And then I was like, all right. And if it's not that, I probably have to put in a lot of hours. And funny enough, you hear it in, like, not just trading. They were saying, every, every industry tells you to be a master, you do like 10,000 hours. That was like across every industry you see, you just hear that one. I was like, okay, let me just assume this one's fact. Mm. So I need to spend 10,000 hours in trading. So I was like, all right, well, I, I did some math, right? Funny enough, I was like, well, if I do four hours a day, you know, because that seemed more sustainable. I was like, how long would it take me? And I was like, maybe I could do a bit more here, there, the weekends, eight, mm-hmm. that one, this, because I started engineering and all that at the time and my grandfather. Um, I was like, I got to get to 10,000 hours. Mm-hmm. I never once came in and I was like, yeah, in a year or two, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And that's where I think it realized where when I was going through like losses and stuff, I didn't doubt the other things. I was like, I haven't spent enough time, you mm. know? And that was the kind of big perspective. Whereas I see people they come in and it's like, on something like 97 pounds, I was like, dude, this is like so free because yeah, remember, yeah. I'm coming in with a hundred thousand as an expectation, you know? And I'm like, I didn't have the money, but I was like, if you're gonna make millions, I was like, well, you'll take a bank loan, you'll find it, you'll work an extra job. Yeah. You'll do what it is and you'll do this for five, 10 years. And then you'll be financially free, which still beats the uh, traditional method of retiring mm. at 60, 65, yeah. right? Whereas I realize a lot of people was like, no, they they don't want to realize they haven't been doing it long enough. They haven't put in enough hours. They haven't been specific with those hours, mm. you know, and that they're still young in that way, which is fine. It's not about that, but it's like, so then they'll just look for an alternative reason because I get it. It's hard to say you're the problem, you know, whereas thankfully, I'm, and I'm sure you guys are the same and all the successors I've been, it's like, it was just so easy to blame yourself. Of course. I was like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm the shit one, yeah. you know, like until I like didn't, wasn't shit anymore, you know? Mm. So basically what you're saying is I could have charged you
0: hundred K. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You actually, no, genuinely, because it was like, it's risk to reward. Of course. Pay 100K, make millions for the rest of your yeah, life.
0: Like, yeah. Once you've got the skill, no one can take it away from you. Exactly. and I think that's what's incredibly exciting about next year for uh, going back to the roadmap before we finish up, just to have the infrastructure that we've built. They've seen everything they've got in front of them. Every possible resource you could imagine, the support the community is next level. And it's taken years to get to that stage because like before, it was a bit more of a, I wouldn't say wishful thought, but. No, no, no one of us can predict how long it's going to take someone to persist until they break through. Mm-hmm. But to see, I knew this would be a breakthrough year, and it's happened in the hundreds. It's ridiculous. So that compound effect, when things actually start to move, people don't realize how quickly everything else then just accelerates. Mm-hmm. So if we think about, you know, 2023, it's, it's going to be pretty crazy. 100%. And I think next year is going to be lots of changes in the industry as well. Things are going to shift. Of course, there are a few. There's a there's a couple of genuine people out. I mean, of course, we had uh, Alby yesterday who, yeah. who came to the event. Genuine guys. I think there are some genuine people out there in the industry, but mm. unfortunately, there's going to be a lot that drop like flies because if you build something on quicksand, eventually it starts to sink. Yes, and tonight. what we've had is that years of building, building. I just stayed quiet. I just mm. got on with it. I listened to the bullshit comments. It's like these people are clueless. Haven't got a clue what they're doing. Don't understand the infrastructure. They're not international not like international player (laughs) (laughs) but they don't understand how to build these things in layers over time so something's robust yeah so i've just gone with it in the background build it stage by stage and now we have something that can change people's lives forever and beyond that yeah and that's the powerful thing about it so i'm looking forward to it any last and final words what you're looking forward to for 2023
2: well it's going to be the biggest financial year for everybody anybody's focused anyway right like i say to a lot of the coaching students that are like progressing now I'm like, you're gonna hit a million in the, in the next year, and I get into the head and I'm like, do you think? I'm like, I don't think I know exactly, right? Because statistically, there's no way they can't. On most sperms, what is 50 to 70 percent that you gotta hit. I'm like, you can make that in a quarter mm-hmm. if you're if you're focused right. So I literally don't doubt openly that there's gonna be at least minimum five millionaires next year. Mm-hmm. It, minimum, like worst case scenario, nothing else to plan is five millionaires next year. I think we'll be the first trading
0: community ever to cultivate legit. Seven-figure traders and sustain them as and well. Sustainability exactly. It's different. It's different. Just like like spiking to almost like a wick. Yeah, and yeah, you just, yeah, yeah exactly And then the wick closes down here. It's like right. I'm back yeah. at 100 again. And that's just such a great point because we're going to have hundreds of six-figure traders. We already have six-figure traders. Yeah, yeah. And some, of course, there's people in the shadows that are at that point. But yeah. I know there's going to be people that literally start off the year, yeah. breaking through to 100. End the year on like say seven hundred. Yeah. Even even if you're not a seven figures, it, you're still it's saving. Phenomenal. Train, yeah. yeah you, your exactly. life has changed. You have take care of your family. You do what you want. You live a phenomenal lifestyle. And the best part
2: about that is, like I always, I've always believed this: that a student is only as good as his mentor is, right? Like because you've already done it and you've allocated your money into assets and you've done you, you know, you've you scored your capital. Think about when they get to that stage; they can already have that done for them. If they didn't, if they had an inadequate mentor, for example, they would get to that stage. Ironically, I don't know how, Um but if they did. That'd be the worst thing for them. Where are they going to put their money? They would give it closed. back just as quick.
0: And that's so scary to me. That's you know? what people so, don't think about. They're chasing a strategy, yeah. not thinking about who are you listening to? Infrastructure. Like, what are you absorbing? Like, who's your mentor? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what do they stand for? Do you actually want to be like them? Like, yeah. what have they got going for them? And if they don't know what to do with money after, someone who, let's say it was a really skilled trader, but it was like a high on Coke all the time, terrible role model, but was just a good trader and taught you how to trade and you made money, then
1: what? I mean, if you look at just the most recent example of FTX, right? Yeah. 16 billion to zero yeah. in 24 hours yeah. or 30. So if that whatever. doesn't show you, like I don't no know one's too big will. to fail, right? Like yeah. when you look at it, I'm like, yeah. honestly, if you had asked me, can you lose 16 billion? I'm, I'm going to tell you, no, honestly, mm. you know, like funny enough, that would actually go against my own logic and beliefs. Cause I'm like, no one's going to lose 16 billion. You know like how do you do that because yeah. you couldn't get to that stage yeah i was like being... there's no way you g- built all that you yeah. know and, and that's a conversation for a different day but i was like and i was like dude that shows that literally no one's too big to fail. you can link it to 16 billion dollars and lose it all in a that's day. insane you that's why you tell me you need, can't lose 50k you need like? the infrastructure
0: yeah. yeah yeah quick run 2023 what are you most excited honestly,
1: about honestly similar I, I see it as the year of withdrawals you know like that's what i was saying it was it was no it's, yeah, it, like, it's like, it years literally like, year of <laughs> <maturity>. <laughs> no, yeah. it's no but it's because it, like as i said this was my first in-person event and it was real you know people are trading from the cap. It wasn't like hey abdu i'm gonna do this i'm gonna work hard it's like no i've worked yes. hard i've got the capital mm. you know okay fine give them a bit to get adjusted to it because i think that's the part also people kind of forget of like oh i have like 500k funding now and i'm like yeah like okay take two seconds they'll like acknowledge it and like live with it a bit, right? Because if it's the first time you're gonna get a withdrawal, it's it's euphoric, it's scary, it's it's everything, right? Mm. But it's like the people that have now been having it and you're gonna see more and more of them, you're gonna see the first withdrawal into the next, into the next, it just becomes a very frequent thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and then how that money is gonna go into other things and we'll like be able to the virtual trading for which I'm actually really looking forward yeah. to, you know, because 'cause I'm a huge guy when it comes to like data analytics. I just love looking mm. into it. How that. we're gonna hedge it. Yeah. Gonna, yeah, it's I'm I'm super yeah, excited yeah, yeah. for that person, like from a pure statistical point of view, so to speak. But yeah. from a student teacher perspective. It's like it's just there's nothing beating watching people that you've been putting your heart and soul succeed. I, I can't say anything more than that,
0: percent. Well thank you so much for coming to the event. You both smashed it yesterday by the way. Honestly it was incredible everything it. we went thank over. You. So yeah, <laughs> looking forward it. to you didn't take all the you're credit good. yeah. You're <laughs> <laughs> like thanks. It looks but of course it was a pleasure to have you have the first time in us three as coaches. Honestly it was incredible. Yeah. But I really think we're gonna take that moment into twenty twenty three. I could just feel it was something making it now at a high level and that's just going to accelerate guys and girls Really hope you enjoyed this podcast kind of a round chit chat table and a a recap of yesterday which was phenomenal thank you so much for tuning in if there's anything that you resonated with in particular where you are in your journey whether you've blown accounts or you've fallen into these traps feel free to reach out drop a detailed comment we'd absolutely love to know but if you're in the trading space and you've got enough courage to go after it in the first place i honestly regardless of what system you trade I commend you because it's a difficult game but that's why the rewards are so tremendous.